this is Tracy Harrell, and you are joining Bigger Than Me. And today I have a group of individuals who are 100% focused on how can we change ourselves, and in changing ourselves, we change the world. Is that heads nodding? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I love it. So today we have, I'll let you introduce yourself, we'll just kind of go around. Victor Tobert personal trainer and a written coordinator for the African-American Male Wellness Walk. The National African-American Male Wellness Walk. That's right. Very excited to have you on today. My name is Tizita Safa, and I'm, uh, I work in youth and community development, and I've been living out here in the Northwest for almost 18 years. Nice. My name is Christine Cisneros. My name, my name is Christine Cisneros, and I am the host of the Confessional Radio Show here on 1150 AM KKNW, and I am so pleased to be here with you, Tracy, because <laughs> you are it. Let me tell you that, no, girl. No, we, we, we are it. Yes. Right? It's bigger than me. Well, that's, we, the, that's the beauty of this whole absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I am so excited. I, it's, I, I would like for uh, NJ, can you introduce yourself real quick? I am Java Chisabuka, NJ for short. And uh, hello, you guys. I'm a local Bellevue resident, and it, the it, voice of the youth. <laughs> <laughs> what you're trying to say is the rest of us are, oh, well, I'll speak for myself, right? Thank you for speaking for the youth. And, and Bigger Than Me is really about how can we help to inspire others to live their best life, right? And, and not that we are experts at anything, so my, my general disclaimer is we're not offering, you know, advice, medical advice. We're basically, you know, being vulnerable. We're telling our stories. We're simply here to help others achieve their goals. And I, and I have read about a thousand books. I bring in about 40 every time and I highlight a few. Um, and I'm writing three books. One is done. So I did a, a two-year radio show here called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. And again, it's about the art and the science of being aware, opening up our minds to, to, to present mm. state, but also getting there. Like, what actions do you take? And we basically had this same format. You know, I interviewed amazing people. We talked about their life's journey, what successes that they've had. And, and today we're going to actually focus on a topic of truth and transformation. So we have people here, some mm. of us are on a journey. You know, we don't mm -hmm. pretend to be there. We're on a journey. And um, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to actually uh, reveal some of my own personal truths. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the first person I wanted to, to, to give an opportunity to, to share something about themselves is Mr. Um, Victor. Yes. Victor. What's your last name again? Tolbert. Tolbert. Yes. Thank you. Victor, tell us really quickly about the National African American Wellness Walk, Male Wellness Walk, and, and, and how it relates to truth. And transformations because I think that's really really important um, thank you for uh, having me today first and um, <clears throat> the National African American Male Wellness Walk initiative uh, started in 2000 2004 by a man named John Gregory um, this walk was started to help figure out why men couldn't sustain their jobs and uh, through a study they actually found out that men were couldn't sustain their jobs they were not going to work they were missing work because of elevated health issues, oh. high blood pressure, things like that. So um, they started to walk 2004, and then the walk was just 700 men walking the first year. Then it 
it went up to fifteen, sixteen hundred. Then uh, the third year they implemented the health screening. So now the walk has free health screening for all African American men. So the main focus is getting African American men screened because we don't like to go to the doctor. Uh, we feel like oh the doctors uh, we got to pay this copay. We can't miss work and. We're going to look that different. So therefore, and, and the truth is, I mean, let's peel back the onion just a little bit more. We don't want the answer. We don't want the answers at all. We don't <laughs> want the answer. I mean, I, I, my father died of colon cancer, mm-hmm. absolutely preventable through a screening, yes. which he didn't have. And 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 I can tell you, I'm you know grateful, you know, mm-hmm. that he uh, had as much time as he did. But by the time he figured it out, by the time he did go in for a screening, they basically said it was too late. You know, they initially said, you have six weeks to oh, live. Wow. And I was living out of the country. I was in Rio at the time with IBM. And I was like, it's time for me to come right. home. And he lived for six months. It was the best six months of my life. Mm-hmm. But it also, I learned a lot. And I asked him questions. I'm like, this didn't just come up overnight. No. You know, did, you know? tell yeah. me more about that. And, and this is a six-foot-tall, six-something black man, right. you know, just physically strongest person I think I've ever seen. And for him to just not really have an answer, yeah, they just, it wasn't historically something that they did. You know, it, it was, I'm, I'm still baffled. My brother died of pancreatic cancer and diabetes complications and those things. And it's like, it is an epidemic. Well, yeah. And, and we're going to have a psychologist on later, but you also have a mental health background. Oh, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about why is it such a problem? And what can we do besides mm-hmm. getting our men that we know and love to come out and do some of these health screenings? What, why is it a problem and what can we do? Um, it's, it's, it's important that we just know our numbers because if you know your mm-hmm. numbers, you can make an informative decision on what you want to do, the next steps involved. So mental health uh, background and part of it is really the fact that men – when you actually don't actually take care of yourself the right way, or our minds get clouded, we're not thinking correctly. So everything, it, it plays a big part in our life because we don't even make the right decisions with wanting to even go to work. Sometimes we can't even get up and go to work. Mm. We're not even drinking enough water to actually right. help us. We're not doing the proper things in life in itself. We're not eating the right things. Right. So right. we're not taking care of our bodies in the right way. We're not getting enough fluids in us. We're not getting the proper things in our body to even help us out. And when you don't go to the doctor, when you know you, when you feel like you have an issue, right. instead you're feeling like, oh, I'm a man, I'm gonna take care of myself on my own, or I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be all right. I can't talk about right. the issue. I can't talk about this issue, or right. I can't speak on this. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just take care of it myself. That's when mm-hmm. the issues continue to pile up. It's not how you feel like you're sheltering yourself and keeping all your own feelings bottled up and want to help everybody else's feelings, but you got to take care of yourself so that way you can take care of your, your family. Because mm. if, if we're not here as a black man, we're not going to be here for our family. We're not going to be for our kids. Mm-hmm. So men with their mental, even mental health, whether it's stress or whether it's depression, any type of anxiety, any type of thing right. you're feeling about, if you keep that bottled up, it's only going to make it worse because it's keep festering. It's going to keep piling up. Right. So we have to be able to actually get those words out. And once you get them out, you, you'll start feeling better. And then you can start making decisions on being better. And you can be more, you'll be wiser. Yes. You'll be around the right people. You'll start talking to the, hopefully you'll start talking to the right people right. to actually coach you up. And you'll take mentorship. You'll take I love it. counseling. You'll take those steps to actually getting better. Because men, we didn't get checked out. Like, I know for a fact, my father wasn't in my life. So I know I didn't get checked out as a kid because my father didn't get checked out. Mm-hmm. But I know he didn't get checked out because I know that 
it was because of his drug addiction and things like that. But I know his father didn't get checked out. So if this is not part of our you know culture and i think that's one of the things you want to kind of break some habits and that's part of what today is about is about being honest with ourselves and understanding i mean many of the books that i've read and and one of the ones that we talked about and i know you know a lot about the four agreements but one of the i read the fifth agreement right and the fifth agreement Mm -hmm. it talks about you know this this concept of truth you you really you know are free when you're able to you know be honest with yourself And be willing to, you know, put yourself out there and and, and to know your numbers, right? right. Or to, to, to really think about what we tell ourselves. Because it's really not about the numbers. It's about what is he thinking? Like, you know, what is that mm-hmm. from a mental health perspective? What are we really thinking? So, Miss... Um, I actually had a quick question. Yes. And it's tied into a very short story of a, a gentleman that I know who actually knows that he has a problem. Mm but doesn't want it to be diagnosed because he knows if he if it's an absolute mm-hmm. makes it true then not only does it make it true but then he it affects his job so then he won't be able mm. to potentially um, live his dream job mm. and he doesn't know what he would do with the rest of his life if he can't do this job and that's why he doesn't want to find out what his health status is so there's that's an interesting psychology. Yeah, to there, me there's there. definitely mm-hmm. multiple layers of this, <laughs> yes, of this a, situation, right? Yes, there's. there's yeah, that's, some of us aren't aware one. of it, and I was uh-huh. actually really proud of him for pinpointing that this was the reason mm-hmm. that, in fact, he doesn't want to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 tough. Um, but I will say, although your dream job is is what you want to do, mm-hmm. you have to also understand and also have to taking consideration your family, yeah. right. the people around you that actually care about you. You won't be you, around you for the dream job. You won't be around for the dream job. And I think but identifying right. that yes. allows him to say, wait a minute, what's my real priority? And check myself. Right. Right. So, so right. right. We have to check ourselves as men like, whoa, hold on. I'm not going to be here. I have kids. I have grandkids or, or nieces I want and nephews. And I want that. Yes. Or, and I, yeah. and I mm-hmm. wanted that longevity in life. Mm-hmm. Um, my job may not be something that I can keep, but also... There, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel because even though that might be my dream job, that might not be what God wanted me to do long mm. term. That may not be that may not be what I I'm I'm here to actually do. And right. there might be something else that I might find more joy in spending time mm-hmm. with my kids, my grandkids, and and do, doing this new career than actually wanting to do this dream job and risking. Only being here for X amount of time. I love it. So, Mike, whenever you get a chance, we are going to go to this video. Are you ready to play it? So, we're going to play this video. Um, Do you want to? Is any setup? Do we need to do any setup? All right. So, we're going to play it. Are you ready? All right. It's the largest health initiative for African Americans in the state. And NBC4 was there every step of the way. More than just a walk, hundreds of free health screenings and thousands of people coming together for one mission saving lives. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes. These are the things that we're trying to put a heart on. NBC4, proud sponsor of the National African American Male Wellness Walk Initiative. That is lovely. Any comments? Yes. Anything you want to share about this? I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to be there. So I'm president of the National Black NBA Association Seattle chapter. And we've already 78% about, of the world oh, lives. We've talked about my... Um, Focus mm-hmm. on health, yes. lifestyle, and we're going to partner with you. We're going to do everything we can to uh, ensure that we get as many people out there and and, and really change the status quo. We're, we have this community initiative, and it's really around 
changing the status quo. It's about elevating expectations right. for ourselves, right? And it is, it's, the mind is the new frontier, right? The mind <laughs> is where it all starts. So we have to think differently right. oh, about these to, things. Definitely. And we have to acknowledge what we're thinking, mm-hmm. right? We have to acknowledge some of those things. I know today some of us are here to, to acknowledge some, some, some times in our lives where we had challenges, mm-hmm. areas where we needed to break through, and it wasn't until we actually decided that we could face the truth uh, that we could get to the next level. And I think that, to me, this book, the the Four Agreements. I don't know if you wanted to share any any thoughts about the Four Agreements. I know, Christine, you always you you always have something to say about the truth. Um, <laughs> I always uh, have something to say. Anyway. You always have something to say. But you, when I met you the first few times, you said the word truth at least ten times. Yep. Right, and it's because the most it's, present thing besides God. Right, and we and we the thing I love about this show is I never pretend to be special, right? I don't pretend to be better than anybody else. I'm just following my calling, like you said. Like I know what I was meant to do. This is part of my destiny. Like my brain is for me for it was perfectly designed, right? To what someone would call ADHD, mm-hmm. right? That allows me to take a hundred books, forty. <laughs> 10 and, and elevate the nuggets in a way that is so easily digestible. I'm so proud of book number one. And I do admit it took me two years to finish book number one because I wasn't focused. And that's not a long time. I wasn't focused, mm-hmm. though. Like, And now I have two new books that are being written, mm-hmm. Bigger Than Me, which actually takes these, these same principles mm-hmm. but integrates some of the things that we all know. Again, it's just an awakening. It's just a, it's a little bit more challenging, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Our journey, our dreams is foundational. Like this, These are the key success factors that have been proven for years. We know there are certain things that, that, that thousands, oh, for <coughs> thousands of years, we, we, we have some idea of what success, um, how you achieve your goals. We, we have some thoughts. There's a challenge, though. The challenge is doing the work, being willing to actually do the hard work. Is there any time or anything where you've had to do some work? I know you and I had a conversation about um, one of the things that you wanted to, to share. Do you want to share that real quick? What, the uh, your, my your, moving? Yes, your... Uh, my truth. You know, what th- you called humbling. Oh, my Thinking humbling. about yourself. <laughs> you know, humbling yourself. Yeah. And again, anyone who wants to share, but I just thought that was a perfect kind of transition to Most thinking definitely. about how, how, what were you thinking? What story were you telling yourself to use the language from the four agreements? Well, we tell ourselves a story and then the truth is something different. Well, I, um, I mean, well, I think the, the story I was telling myself and what actually is just the way that men are grown to mm-hmm. be is I'm the man. I have to provide. I'm not doing I'm not moving where you're, you're going to be or I'm the man. I have to be the head of the household. I have to do all these things that you've seen your whether it's your grandfather, your father, right. anyone in your family do, or <clears throat> just the narrative of the man in itself. Um, so I had to humble myself, which I call humbling, but it's true that I had to. Uh, <laughs> you said it really well. I looked at myself as like as a humbling experience when I moved here mm-hmm. uh, to Seattle. So I moved here to this uh, Seattle area. Um, I was playing football. I went overseas, lived in Brazil for seven months, um, and then I moved to Florida, and then I moved to New York, and then I moved here, and. Uh, my wife now, which was a female that I was talking to, we always visit each other. We would always talk. And I would, she had asked me to move out here like four times. And I said, no, I'm a man. I'm not going to move out there. That's not happening. You can move where I'm at. I, come, I came back from Brazil. Mm-hmm. She asked me before I went to Brazil. Then she asked me when I moved to Florida. 
Then she asked me to move to New York. So she's basically so like, you don't really like, have a problem like, moving, yeah, clearly. I have a, it's something I, I else. There's, there's some, <laughs> it's clearly, something you done moved yes. to Brazil. So there's something else. You done moved so, across. So so you basically I, had to come to, was, you had to change the story in your yeah, head. So it was humbling, Um, like, because I was making great money in Florida. Right. I had my house. I had everything. Then right. I ended up losing my job in Florida. This is when I worked in the mental health field. I was a case manager uh, for a company right. uh, down in Tallahassee, Florida. And then... um. Our company ended up closing. They got mm-hmm. shut down. And then I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? And I was already said I was planning on moving to Miami. But God didn't want me to move to Miami. He knew I wasn't supposed to be in Miami. So, so we got to pause <laughs> so. real quick. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stop you real quick. Because I think it's something really special about when you know. You just mm-hmm. said God didn't want that no, for me. me you knew. Oh, he didn't want I know you've talked a lot about the truth. And I, again, anyone who wants to share, but how do you know when you know? That I call he those wants yes something. moments. I when I know something deep in me, I have an absolute yes, even if it doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. And the story that I think made me realize that and why I seek that yes, yes when I try to make decisions in my life is, you know, I wasn't expecting to fall in love with somebody after two months, you know, and start a family. Right, I mean, like two weeks after graduating from college. Wow. Um, I had my daughter and everybody else was like, you're crazy. You just, you know, it doesn't make sense. You haven't set up anything else and you haven't. And I just remember knowing with an absolute certainty, you know, like I'm in the bathroom about to take the test and I just put it down, you know, on the top of the toilet and I turned around and my only prayer was whatever the answer comes back is exactly what is wow. meant to be. I know I that you that. know me and I know that what you have for me is exactly what my yes is. And I turned around 30 seconds wow. literally and it was a yes. And, and it I was had a beautiful pregnancy. I love I think that's the first time I really felt truly beautiful in my life. Wow. Loved my body, loved every experience, and- every bit of the experience, the birth process. And you felt and, uh, perfect. I felt that peace. way with my son too. But you felt George. perfect peace in that moment. So it an sounds like you absolute knowing, right? In absolute knowing, you felt even perfect though peace. nothing else made sense. Right. You're hearing from parents and right. friends, and you know, it's like, what are you doing? And you had all these dreams yes. and ambitions, and I said, and I still do. Mm. Like, but you wanted to travel, and you better believe I'm going to do that with my kids, and I have. Wow, I so love I had to it. transform my entire life. No, I don't have the financial mm-hmm. background that says, "Oh, good, you followed this path, mm-hmm. and this is exactly how you're supposed to do it." What I did is I, is I said yes to myself. Is that I did mm. it my way, mm-hmm. essentially. I love and my it. way had to always have. Um, it always has to be in alignment with what spirit tells me. Mm-hmm. So that's my litmus test. I don't, e- even if I listen to and I fall into the traps of society and this is what you should look like and this is what you should right. have by now and this is who you should marry and this is, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We all have heard these things, right? right? Yeah. We all know all this noise. But my final answer, and sometimes I just have to be really quiet amidst all the noise around me and just listen. And I know that that mm. listening, it can come in a dream form. Right. I have literally felt hands mm. you know, on me to calm me. I have heard the whisper. And sometimes it, it happens you know, 
when I take walks in the woods. It happens when I sit in front of water, rivers. It's, so so, so let me just say, she, is, she's, not she's not a plant. She's not a plant. But for anyone who's she's been watching, you're not a plant. You just <laughs> happen to be saying, I, I love Deepak Chopra's Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. Mm-hmm. His first law was the hardest for me, but he talks about this law of pure potentiality, this law of infinite possibilities. And he says the way you tap into the, the, the infinite possibilities of the universe is through silence and through, you know, immersion in nature, you know, through actually non-judgment. But really, it is about being silent. And that was the hardest one for me. I'm, I'm way, way far on the E, on the extrovert scale. So to be quiet and silent, that's, that's actually what I've done over the last six months. And I got to tell you, it has made all the difference. It's kind of filled that gap where, you know, I think, I think um, that there's no greater peace that comes from just being your authentic self. And to your point, like the work I'm doing now, again, I worked 25 years in corporate America. I have never been happier. And I thought corporate America, right? I mean, I grew up That's relatively be relatively at, right? poor. Right. And I knew, I think we talked about my, my truth. One of my truths was, is, today, is this weight that I need to lose. I have over 100 pounds to lose. Over. And in my, in my general, the story I've been telling myself, um, growing up relatively poor, relatively poor, and having to eat food that I didn't like. Success for me was defined as being able to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm -hmm. Because I can remember some traumatic situations where I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. So success was being able to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And I've done that for the last 30 years. And in the name of Jesus, we got to change some (laughs) things. Hello? (laughs) So my truth is, and and I like to say that because, I mean, I have a, 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 a physical trainer here, but I also, it's all about the mind. It's all about the spirit. I had to tell myself a new story. You know what success is for me now? Mm-hmm. Success is actually being my authentic self. Success is actually helping others to be their best, to live their life. Success is making wise choices, being, you know, self-mastery, choosing what's going to make me healthier. I'm borderline diabetic. I'm borderline this and borderline that. Uh, right. This is no longer serving me. Yeah. Right? And I, you see how I got it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me stand up. Mike, I don't know if I can stand up. Can I stand up? Oh, he's gave me. You can see this role, can't you, whomever you might be. This is a problem. Um, I was going to do a live weigh-in, but Mike's not allowing me to do that either because I have to stand up. So apparently, uh, I'll bring some physical documentation. I was way closer to 300 than I was to 200. It was around 294. Say yikes, somebody. Ooh. No judgment. No, no judgment. No judgment for myself because I got to tell you, it's peace. So anyone else, can you tell me when you knew for a fact that you are, were doing what you were meant to do? Like what you were meant to do, truth. How, does, how do you recognize the truth? That's, let me start there. Well, I, how I'd you say, recognize it? yeah, sure. Uh, what I would say is that truth, you know, I say this, that truth doesn't, people say, oh, the truth hurts. Oh, the truth. Oh, the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth never hurts. Right. It's the dishonesty that you live with, mm. the systemic chronic problem of dishonesty that you tend to live with because you think that you can get along with the props. You can get along with the artificial ingredients. You can Mm. get along with a life that if you just stay smaller than the problem, then you'll be able to get along until you die, Mm. right? And so, you know, I I was listening to you talk about your dad. My dad died at 42 when I was was 21 years old. Wow. Of diabetes. He had two strokes, or two heart attacks, died right there on the table. Wow. And so it horrified me. For a long time, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? 
And we can talk about, you know, weight or we can talk about problems that we have. I see them as opportunities now. Totally. I see them as gold mines because when we actually, when we, we didn't come to this planet to be comfortable. No, we, we did came not. to this planet to help shine a light where the light isn't being shown. Mm. Right. Yeah. So the biggest thing that, that maybe happened, uh, and, and I love uh, what you're talking about, yes. Victor, because um, you know, I saw a billboard once that said 40,000 men died last year of stubbornness. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's and and so thing. it's not about the disease. It's right. not about the lost weight. You don't want to lose weight. You want to Because then you don't want to go find it again. You right? do not. So, I do not. <laughs> I love that. I really yeah, do not. You want to just release it, release it. Go back from whence you came, whether that's the neighbor, whoever it is, just go back. Right. Go, right. Um, and it served you. The thing that was sometimes we don't acknowledge is that these me. these issues or what we call problems, the way in which we operated at a certain time right. served us. Like you said, it, that it you was, felt freedom was I eating what su- you want. It was success. It right. was it's freedom. Success. It was. It was. Um, and also, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty positive person. So sure. I realized whenever I felt some negative energy, I would kind of soothe myself as well with treats because again, I work really hard and I deserve it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we tell ourselves. But the truth is, right. And and I no longer tell myself that story. Right. Like I, 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 and I, and it's, I'm still in transition, which is why I'm talking about it on the show. This is not a weight loss show by any any stretch of the imagination. But a lot of what we're doing is... Oh, I got to go. I thought that's what (laughs) (laughs) We're asking people to be honest. We're asking people to be, you know, be willing to transform. Well, also... To to live your best life is a a transformation. It's a... a, Just reveal the truth for yourself. And the way you do that is truth is ever present. You don't have to worry about it, right? I mean, you go about... as, As if this role disappeared and then, right... Well, it's ever present but, to your point. But the way that we actually reconnect our experience, yes. you know, as we come to the planet, right, we come here yes. where none of us are needed. We're all wanted. Right, right. We're all invited. Totally. So that's more powerful. When we come here and we answer that call, what happens is we actually unveil our truth about who we are. We're made of, you know, God made us out of love and the stars and all that stuff. But the way that we do that, the way we actually have a practical tool to do that is through honesty. Yes. Right. So we use the honesty in our lives. Like, is this really who I am? Is this really what I'm about? Is this really the the truth of what is so? So like my most one of my most difficult things that happened in my life. I mean, there's a few, but (laughs) I'd say difficult. What I mean is complex Mm -hmm, because it mm -hmm. didn't just take an overnight thing to to solve it was I grew up in a cult. Mm -hmm. And what I was told, which was erroneous information was that I was going to lose all of my family and all of my friends if I left. Right. Right? Right. So really what was being uh, sort of uh, uh, posited to me was that I was going to lose to such a degree Mm. that I wouldn't want to be here anymore. Right. And, And actually I had three friends after I left that cult that killed themselves. Right. And you said the name of the cult, cult, the truth. No, it was uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, I thought you said the name was. No, I said no, they called it the truth. Oh, they called it yeah, the they, truth. Well, they do. They call it the truth. Oh, okay. So if the truth is that you should lose your family, if the truth is that you should lose your friends, if your truth is that you should lose your mind, if you're, if the truth is that you should lose, lose any sort of potential of who you can be in the world, unless it is absolutely described mm. by a certain group of people mm. who are not God. Interesting. Then you shouldn't have your life. And that was the lie that I lived in for many, many years. And that was the lie that I actually went door to door and told other people. Mm. Right. So, the, yeah. So, and so your new truth was. 
So what happened was I decided that this this was not going to be how I lived. Right. And so at 17, I left that religion and I lost my family for a good while. My mom started talking to me again and and now she's not again. But 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 the the, the fact of the matter is, is that you never lose what really is. Right. You only lose the erroneous thinking you had around it. And so as I've grown in this awareness, right, right. right, the skill of being able to discern what is the lie and what right. actually is the truth and my honesty about it, what I've been able to do is have a fantastic life. I love it. I love it. And I, I really feel like there's such freedom in, in mm-hmm. the truth. I mean, I've never I mean, I've, I've thought about losing weight several times. It's kind of like, you know, I, I know I should. But I'm not willing to do the work, mm-hmm. right? I'm not willing to, to willing to actually do the work. And so, what's different about this now is I remember my last time I was starting this program, and um, it was like I had to. You know what? You ever heard of the term "burning of the boats"? I think it was Cortez. I think it was one of the um, explorers when they when they arrived here in the Americas. Their their, their team thought it was too rough and too tough to mm. be here, right? And they were like, <laughs> "We got to go back." And Cortez is like, "We're going that way." I hope I got the right the right um, explorer. But we're going that way. So basically, he burned the boats, meaning there's only one way. So whenever I thought about weight loss in the past, it was like, boy, I better go have that banana Foster's French toast and maybe my favorite pizza because I'm not going to have those things Mm -hmm. anymore. And it was like this untruth about, you know, a loss. Yeah. And now, I mean, I've talked about this for two or three weeks. I love, I enjoy eating healthy foods. I didn't think about a... um, burning of the boat ceremony where I had to go and get a bunch of stuff to get myself ready to, to be deprived. It's like I've never felt freer. And so part of mm-hmm. what I'm going to talk to this listening audience about is, again, what is that thing? Is there a thing? As we continue this conversation, start thinking about is there a thing in your life, a challenge that you're just really not being honest with yourself about? Mm-hmm. Or is there a goal that you want to achieve and you're not achieving it because you're telling yourself a story. Or someone else has told you the story and you are just buying into it because you're afraid of what it would mean if your reality was not what they described it as. Yes, yes, and yes. In in the book, in the four agreement, in the fifth agreement, he actually talks about this this concept of freedom. And I gotta tell you, I mean, I and just even the Every day I feel more and more free. And listen to this. It's, it's, it's aligned with what Deepak talks about, the law of detachment. But he basically says, and these are several of these other books we've talked about as well, but this concept of being honest with yourself about yourself, but then being honest with yourself about the people in your life. Oh, yeah. If you really accept people as they are, mm-hmm. there's zero drama. Mm-hmm. That can possibly happen because they're not people aren't disappointing you. Well, and one more thing I'd like to interject more. about yes. that is that, um, you know, there's an actual scripture that says uh, better is it for you to put a millstone around your neck and cast you into the ocean uh, rather than to stumble your brother. Wow. And so when you think about it, it's really a good idea, maybe, mm-hmm. to really be honest with who you are and what you're doing so that you're not even tempted to say stuff to people mm-hmm. that isn't the truth. Dr. Tart, I think Dr. Jerry Bird Tart just joined us. Did you hear that negative of truth? Yes, amen. I can hear. I heard what she said, and I'm here. That's oh. exactly. That's absolutely on point. So, Dr. Tart, really quickly, would you like to introduce yourself? We're talking about today truth and transformations. And this is, you know, we, we've talked about a number of these topics in the past, but we have a number of individuals freshly bringing their perspective and their experiences. Tell uh-huh. us about truth and transformation. How important it is it to be true about yourself, but also honest about the people around you? 
It is so important, particularly if you realize that there is a goal that you want to reach. You know, uh, Tracy, and to the audience, we all tell ourselves different kinds of things for different reasons. And oftentimes those things may very well be a lie, you know, but we've held on to them. And just as the, the young lady was saying a moment, sometimes this information comes from others around us. It's really important that we speak to ourselves mm. with the sense of being impeccable. I mean, what does that mean? We want to be real. And sometimes it's really hard, depending on where you come from, because of the experiences mm. that you've had and those kinds of things. But in being real, it, that transformation, if you're going to go there, then you've got to be willing to say, what does it take for me to be there? Let me hear myself. Let me, let me understand what it is that I'm saying. Heads let, are let nodding. Me, let me understand what I'm Heads believing. are nodding yeah. in the room. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that sense of, of acknowledging. If, if I may just go here real fast, because I got the mic, um, <laughs> I was reading. <laughs> that's, that's why you were invited. Yes. I told you before that I really like listening to, uh, uh, what's her name, Lisa, Lisa Nichols. And one of the, her old takes back in the day, one of the things that she said was ex- about exposing the lie. And mm. she gave this, um, this little template. So real fast, she mm-hmm. said, Take a piece of paper, maybe six pieces of paper. You might need 12. Anyway, <laughs> write down as many lies or as many hurtful, and that's where she went, um, mm. um, as many things that you have said about yourself, like I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not this enough, or whatever, wherever they come from. And then she says, skip, skip four lines, and then write another one and another one. And then go back and look at that, that what you may have thought to be true or what may have hurt you, because I want to use that term. She talked, my, my point is about positive psychology, Tracy, and we've talked about that. that that's but our she says, theme. go back and write the truth. Write the truth. You know, you. I may not look like you. You may not look like me. I may not be whatever, whatever. But right. what, what do I look like to myself when I see the mirror? But whatever that is, write it in red. Because she was talking about training, retraining your mind. So you go back for seven days and you read these lies, but you also read the truth. On the seventh day, you go back and, and erase all of the lies that right. you've written in, in back ink. And then look at that red statement that you've made. I am enough because I'm God's child. I am enough because I'm worthy because of what he did for me. Right? You see what I'm trying to say? 100%. I, am, I, I, do, I do have this desire to be transparent, to be transparent. There is no need for me to lie. Why? Where's the evidence to support whatever it is that Fred, Bob, Ted, or Alice may have said to me? I love you. Dr. Tower. I'm sorry. No, I love it. then you, you scratch that one out. There you go. I love it, Dr. Tartan. What I love best about what you just said is, first of all, it aligns with the number of all, you know, again, these are truths. When they're, when it's true, everybody's talking about mm-hmm. it and writing about it. Now, the hard work, work is doing it, right? The hard work is mm-hmm. actually, we got three A's here, acceptance, excuse me, awareness yeah. first, mm-hmm. acceptance, yeah. and then action. Mm-hmm. You know, what you just there said you is that writing, that's an action, but the doing yeah. is an action, too. There's several books that just talk about, even, even in this this one, um, The Fifth Agreement, and there's another one we were talking about, Stop effing uh, Yourself or something like that. There's some other book out where this guy actually basically says um, you can retrain your brain, and you do it simply yes. by doing things differently. That action in itself changes Absolutely. your thoughts. So you're not going to necessarily feel like going to the gym, but if you say, I'm going to the gym, you make that decision. Mm-hmm. It's right. the power of habit in doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. It re, you can reprogram your brain. Thoughts become things. That's the secret. Right. Yeah. Right. Deepak Absolutely. talks about, you know, the law of least effort. When you're in your truth, when you're in the zone, what they call it, the zone. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a perfect place. 
it's peaceful. And so I think it's about breaking mm-hmm. through that one, you know, truth, kind of breaking through. Uh, Christine, mm-hmm. you talk a lot about um, truth. It's not about, you, you talk about it's um, releasing or you know, uncumbering well, yourself. Well, the, the, the truth is ever-present. We don't have to worry about it. It's always there. There's no higher consciousness. There's right. no such thing as higher consciousness. There's just consciousness, and there's us waking up to it. Yes. It's like saying, well, there's God, then there's medium God, then there's higher God, then there's low. <laughs> no, it's just God. It's and just we, the truth. We wake exactly. up to that. And, you know, one of my favorite speakers, Edwin Gaines, she says to tell the truth and tell it quickly. And then she also yeah. says that truth without tact is cruelty. So how we temper that truth and how we speak to each other, that's the human element. But mm-hmm. the truth is always there. And I think that when, you know, when we talk about some of these problems of like, well, you know, I don't feel like doing this or maybe I can't do that. If you actually get with the honesty, and I love what you guys are talking about, these little exercises to mm-hmm. get to the honesty. To what happens mm-hmm. is, is that you actually take care of that spiritual immune system. Mm-hmm. And then these mm-hmm. symptoms mm-hmm. that you have right. go away. Right. You don't have to address each one like a little separate disease that you right. have to deal with. And, and it's the I am statement that I love so she much about what that. you yeah, just yeah. said. It is the <laughs> I am. I mean, for me, that's the one thing I'm going to ask this listening audience to do. When we come back next week, we're going to open up the phone lines. And I want people to call in and think about what well, I am yeah. what. Like there were some things that people talked about or thought in their head or some lies, you know, some 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 things that just didn't serve you. Maybe it served you. This served me back in the day because I had a motivation. Like I was going to right. I was right. going to I was going to um, be successful. I was going to make, you know, from uh, exactly that from that old myself. story that I used to tell myself. But it doesn't serve me anymore. No. Now, and, it, and when it's real, when you have things that are real. Right. You, you don't need much of it. You. And, and so, yeah. you know, wow. when you're talking about your truth and what served right. you back then, right. you know, it, it's great to acknowledge that, not to make it a negative thing. Like, no, this actually really served me and it, it no did. longer serves me. Just like the dream job thing, right? Right. Like, oh, I'm, I want to be, I can't be around if I can't do my dream job. Well, you're not going to be around if you can't <laughs> sure. get, you know, right. take care of yourself. Right. So the self-love, the self-care Right. That's where it comes in. It is, and it's it is a beautiful thing. So, well, again, what we're going to do? Anyone else have a have a thought? Anything they want to share specifically I actually about? I would love to hear from NJ too. Yes. So NJ, I voice think what, hasn't been heard so, so one of the things we talked about, and Dr. Tart, you know NJ, correct? You spent some quality time with. So one of the things you helped her with, I think, was really you know we talked about the concept of awareness and being willing to openly and honestly, you know, share you know challenges. And so, NJ, I think you wanted to share a little bit about kind of where you are, and um, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, um, personally, I've had um, a lot of challenges going on, um, especially um, going around with drinking. And it's been something that I've used to make myself um, docile and just to um, feel okay when things are not okay. And I'm going off of what Christine said. She said that um, the truth is always there. Always and why the lie? Why, why, um, why do I have to feed myself the lie? Or why have I believed the lie? So that, um, that's my, that's a question. <laughs> so, um, the lie would be, um, why is my opinion not valid or, um, why do I, um, why am I not feeling okay in this situation? Why do I have to put a smile on when that's not what I feel inside? And the way men don't take care of themselves, 
<laughs> women tend to just um, put a smile on sometimes when they have to. And that's a society thing. And help others. I, I would say, yeah. can you tell them what your name means and how that's kind of manifested in your life? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, my name means helper. It's African. I'm African. And helper. And, and you're the most generous, loving, kind person I've ever <laughs> yes, met. Yes, To a fault. To a fault. To a self-sacrificing <laughs> fault. Fault. Um, but I do find joy in that and helping. Right. And, and I think, that Dr. Tart, two of the things that I heard her say, and we got another uh, person who's worked in the mental health field as well, so you guys can talk about this and anyone else who wants to share. But I heard you say, why do you have to put on a smile when you're not okay? And, Dr. Tart, one of your yeah. favorite lines is... Yes, it's okay not to be okay. Mental <laughs> health. It is. Right. Not okay. Right. And, and to Christine's point, in terms of, and you said it too, uh, NJ, the truth is always there, honey. It is It is absolutely always there. So you don't have to lie to yourself. And if you aren't okay, it's okay not to be okay. There are times in our lives that we aren't okay. We are not always happy. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, that's just not the nature of a human being. And we're we, not. We and if we can embrace that. Exactly. We had someone calling in, and Diane, I know you were on the call. If you want to call back in, we'll, we'll have you uh, share a little bit. But what I thought was really most interesting is I, I um, she talked about it's okay not to be okay and how we, did you say self-soothe? I think we all yeah, have a thing, yeah, right? Yeah, I would reward myself in, in various ways, and and we mm-hmm. we try to diminish and, and, and those those anxious feelings, mm-hmm. and you know we we do things, you know, we put up these blockades, you know, to to really not feel the feelings. And I actually mm-hmm. went to, um, we talked about we, you and I have been working together, and we're we're trying to figure out next steps. AA, an actual treatment program. We're actually mm-hmm. filling out, figuring, we're going to mm-hmm. figure that out. And Dr. Tart's been a part okay. of that conversation as well. But So I went to an AA meeting. I don't even like the drinks, but I went because I wanted to to, mm-hmm. to to educate myself on the opportunity and the challenges and how I could mm-hmm. potentially help. I also went to an OA meeting. And what's interesting about OA is I... I um, what's OA? Oh, OA is... Overeaters Anonymous. AA is Alcoholics Anonymous. NA is Narcotics Anonymous. There's also a CODA, which I learned about, which is Codependence Anonymous. So um, one of my guests who's going to be on next week is actually going to talk about that. But what I love most about this is they all use the same 12 steps. Mm -hmm. And it is this concept of awareness. And and, and, Mm -hmm. and there's, there's again, awareness, acceptance. And action. Mm-hmm. So it really is about taking the action. And so, we, we, you know, we're here to talk about I am. So when you really, you mm-hmm. talked about, Dr. Tart, how you can reshape your thinking. We know that's become mm-hmm. things. And so when mm-hmm. you say the mm-hmm. I am statements, you are declaring Absolutely. I am. I am fit and healthy. I am making choices that will accrue to mm-hmm. my maximum health. So it doesn't, Absolutely. you know, success for me is self-mastery, mm-hmm. right? Success for me is 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 having a healthier um Lifestyle in general. Mm-hmm. Success for me is helping mm-hmm. other people to be healthy. People in my life that I know are overweight, and I want to show people that it can be done. I mean, part of uh, part of the work I'm doing with these books is I'm writing the books to challenge people. And the book three that I'm writing is called How to Become Visible, and it has a lot to do with diversity and inclusion and adaptive leadership. But I realize I'm asking people who are comfortable, who are in a who are in a in a, um, a majority position. Um, to, to be comfortable being uncomfortable every day. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm not doing it, how dare I ask someone else to do it? So I'm actually putting my own business out there. I want to publicly talk about the journey. I don't expect it to be easy, but it's way easier than I thought it was going to be once you actually accept the truth. I'm shocked. 
mm. at how easy yeah. you know it is when you kind of get there. Yes, ma'am. I was going to say, uh, sorry, let me smack you in the face with Mike. Um, I was going to say one thing was that uh, it, the the idea of putting it out there, micro macro, yes. right, yes. is to say, hey, I'm the example. I'm the right. one here, right. And what I was going to say too about your name being meaning helper is it's not that that you are a helper to a fault. It's that it, your life mission is to redefine what help actually is, mm. right? Because it, because here again, where we see what has served us in the past may not be what serves us now. Yes, in fact, am. most of the time, if we're growing, it doesn't. Right. So the way that you help and what that actually mean in the tr- means in the truest sense of the form, particularly where you are in your life, it just changes. Exactly. And I and I think that's really important to say. Yeah. Dr. Tart, did you have something you wanted to say? No, I was just about to say that's so true. That is just that's profound. It really is. We call it that the amen me. corner, Christine. In, yes, in the exactly. South. <laughs> that's the amen corner. Thank you, Dr. I'm Tart. For the... <laughs> I am embracing that. <laughs> so so from a mental health so, so from a mental health perspective, I'm as, asking Victor, um, Again, I'm tr- I'm making my transformation. I think 70% of the U.S. is is slightly defined as obese or overweight. What uh, again? My 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 journey right now is way more spiritual um, and emotional. I think than it than than even the physical. I know what to eat. We all know like the truth. It's not like this is a mystery. We know that Cheetos and Oreos are not one of the basic food groups. They're not. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> we know what Learn to do every day. And it's so interesting. I gotta go. <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here. This is so not what I was. But but I mean, for me, like I said, my truth is just freed me in a way that I never have. Dr. Ty, remember how last year we were talking about burning other boats? I burnt the boats last year on my radio show. Yes. OK. That's a different mindset. There's a sacrifice. I'm losing something. I wasn't going into it free. I was going into it. Well, I guess I know it's kind of the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily at the level of freedom that I am right now. So I'm just going to invite people to, again, the book that I read was called the, um, th- there's a few of them. And then, again, the, the basic concept is to thine own self be true. And you know your truth. You know, you, we talked about what it feels mm-hmm. like when, when, when truth comes to us. So my, 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 my challenge to the listening audience is to really think about what you would like to accomplish in your life. How would you like to live your best life? Would you like to be a better parent, a better wife or husband communicate better do you yell a little bit more than you want to right i yell a lot less since i started telling the truth <laughs> right and really just yeah. telling the truth about yourself dr chart before you got on we were talking about having dishonest expectations of others um mm-hmm. right and how it is so freeing mm-hmm. because I've, i'm a bit of a romantic and we know about the five love languages and all that. And if you know what your partner's yeah. love languages yeah. are, but you still ain't getting yours, you're right. That <laughs> yeah. could be a yeah. problem. But if you're honest with yourself about mm-hmm. who this person is, that's no longer a problem. I, if I love you, I love right. you as you are. Right. And I thank mm-hmm. you for being your authentic self. There's freedom in that. I mean, there's there's just I can't I, I mean, I do. I'm still working on detox, detox, um, the law of detachment. But it's the same concept. Yeah. Right. Like you want mm-hmm. when you love someone, you want what's best for them. Right. And, and when you read mm-hmm. the fifth agreement, he basically talks about, yeah, you, you're so busy focusing on fixing yourself. Yeah. You are going to trust right in your love. And for that person, you're going to respect R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You're going to respect that <laughs> other person's <laughs> truth for themselves. He talks about we all have these stories that we tell ourselves. Well, and the people we love in our lives are just they are training wheels for us to learn how to love ourselves. Mm. Right. Ooh. 
that. She's so, good, right? So, you know, She's good. Now remember, you see what. Well, right? remember when I said, when he said, how do we know what the truth is? And yes. I said, because it's already in you. It's and already so when you in you. see it, you know, yeah. or you read it in a book or when somebody makes a statement like that, those are the amen moments because yeah, you, you may, I feel you may, it like you may not always be <laughs> able to understand why something's wrong, right. but you always know when it's right. You, you always, always know. know when it's and right. you know when you said, I love what you said about right. the, you know, last year you had this commitment, all this stuff, but now you're coming to it free. You know, I lost a hundred pounds ten years ago. Wow. All right, and wow. I did it through wow. sheer tears, terror, and fear. What do you mean? I was so scared every time. Oh. Like, this is going to come back. This is going to come back. And and I made the map for it to come back, right? Oh. Now yes. I'm free yes. like you. Yes. And mm. now I'm freeing it. Everything, oh. every way that you can become free, wow. you are able to free things. Right. Mm. I love you. You know, that's another thing that. thing that you guys just said a moment ago in terms of doing. Yes. Being and doing it, Tracy. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Um, that's it. I was just reading, I was reading an article, and I can't remember the author, so forgive me for that. But one of the things that she said was to write a love letter. Write the letter to yourself mm. that you want to receive from the person that you love. Tell yourself how much you, you, you value yourself. Tell yourself how much you really appreciate being. Thank yourself for being who you are. We are mm. unique beings. Everybody's, everybody's writing that one down, Dr. Tart. Let me Actually, tell you. that's been a long time to totally. process of mine. And I use that like rather than spanking my kids when they got in fights. Yes. I would say, all right, grab a marker, grab a paper. You're writing love letters to each other. And it has to be in your oh, why? best oh, why? writing. Oh, why? <laughs> it has to be like, it has no, to have a, a picture <laughs> with it. Like this Ew. person loves you more than anybody else could. This person knows okay. what you're going through. You in see life why more I have her here? Who could. does that? That's so, a great. That's it awesome. worked, and I love these letters. Yeah. Like if they look at, they look yes, back yes. at them and sometimes and crack up. Yeah, I love it. But they wised up to it. So as soon as like by the time they were like <laughs> ten, eleven, so like they were over it when they were like, blah, blah. and then I'd be like, grab. They're like, never mind. We're making our peace. We're working it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cold war. It's just a cold war. <laughs> that is genius. So, that is genius. Let me tell you one thing that I actually learned when I went to this this meeting. And again, I'm I obviously can't be part of OA because I'm not being anonymous. But I went to a <laughs> but I went to a meeting because I wanted to again get these principles to bring them to share. So I'm I'm out in the OA principles. No, but uh, I mean they're obviously online. It's a great organization. So and they don't promote themselves. But what I learned there, and I talked to some people who were there. Um, some may call in anonymously for future shows. But one of the things she said is, I, she was talking about um, she wasn't in a good place and she was in a addictive spin and she was, you know, t- bad talking herself. Like, you're, mm. you're just so whatever, horrible. You're just such a DA, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she had a lot of words she was saying. And I was like, but she's been in the program for 30 years. So I said, so this is Whoa. work for you. She's slim. You look at her, she looks great. And so I was like, so, so. So what has worked for you in the past? And she said, mm, "So you're gonna make me say it, right?" I said, "Yeah, because I'm, I'm. Remember, I'm writing a book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tell me more." And I made her say. And what she said was, she said, "I went when, when she said this is a spiritual experience. It is really a spiritual mm-hmm. and emotional experience. It's not mm-hmm. about food at all, right? No. It's about connecting yeah. to this higher power. What are you missing?" And so she, she, she said, when she's feeling some anxiety and she would normally soothe with food, she would write God a letter. Mm. And oh, then right. that's step oh, one. God. Hold on. She <laughs> writes God a letter and then she meditates like Deepak. And we talk mm. about, you know, being silent and connecting with in nature. And then she waits to hear mm. the word and she writes mm. the letter back from God oh, to herself. Shade. Wow. Woo! All right, all right. I love that. Exactly. That's okay. the, can you imagine? So I'm going to embark yes, on that one as right. well. So, right. So mm. we have 
five minutes left in this show. And what I like to try to close on is this, you know, kind of surrender and soar moment. We had some great dialogue, yeah. and that's what this was all about. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have you, um, Victor, tell people how they can learn more about your um, National African American Male Wellness Walk. But before you do, ladies, get ready. I'm going to ask you to say, um, what was your key learning from today? Right. And then for the for the listening audience, we're going to have you all think about next week. We're going to have a call in opportunity. And I want you to think about your your truth. And I am these I am statements. Right. Something that you can say that sets yourself up for success. So every time a lie comes in, if I say I'm healthy and I'm fit and I'm going to um, set a good example for the rest of the world, then I eat Oreos and Cheetos. Those two things don't reconcile. So my I am statement is that. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to have you tell people real quick, Victor, um, how they can. um, um, Yes. How they can. Learn more about you and your program. Yes. Um, well, the African-American Male Wellness Walk, you can actually go online at uh, www.aawalk.org. That's uh, aawalk.org. And uh, you'll see the website. Um, the African-American Male Wellness Walk is in a variety of different markets. And um, you can actually, it'll actually have a Renton um, location because the walk is in Baltimore, Maryland, Washington, D.C., uh, five different cities in Columbus, Ohio, New Orleans, and Atlanta, Georgia, and a few other cities all on the East Coast. So this is the first one on the West Coast. So um, aawalk.org, and you can continue to just, uh, you'll, you'll see everything on there, and I would love to have everyone out. This is going to be a great event starting at Renton Stadium uh, July 20th. We're going to be there. We're, free, we're definitely going to be free there. free health screening for African-American men starting at 7 a.m. and it'll run till 9, and then the 5K walk will start at 9.15. Is there, like, an age group for these men? No age group, and the walk is for men, women, and children. The screening is for the men because we're at such a high rate, so the main thing is getting our men health screened. But the walk, everyone walks, and men don't come out and get screened unless women do, so we need all you women out. Right, that's exactly right. So you can get your your husbands, (laughs) kids, the enforcers, the lovers, exactly. (laughs) Yes, man, we have two minutes. What was your key learning? What what takeaway would you want to share with the audience on how they can be be truthful and transform? Anyone, anyone. Christine? All right, my my key learning today, my key uh, support is we are worth knowing that we are the loves of our lives. Mm, love yourself. I love it. I love it. Um, on that same note, yeah, just um, writing a letter, a love letter to yourself because when you know the truth and when you're in touch with yourself, yes. then you can be the, the love to the world. I love it. You got 30 seconds. Okay, for me, I want to quote, Miss Christine here, you don't want to lose the weight because you don't want to find it. <laughs> you want to release it. Release and I want to apply that to pretty much every other area of my life. Set I want to free. release Dr. it. Dr. Tart, would you like the to... The truth um, is always the truth. The truth is always there. That's the thing that I want to say. That I was love my it. Takeaway. It will always be there. I love it. And this is Tracy Harrell. I am. Th- Let me thank you, each of you for being here today. Thank you. This thank is you. bigger than me, thank and this you. is really about you. It's about you basically being true to yourself and we ask you to think about how you are going to change you so we can change the world Amen. thank you (laughs) and i really really mike just gave me do you want to say that some of the titles i I don't but but what i what i would like to say is the challenge for next week is we're going to have people calling we're actually going to have the lines open mike what's the call in number it's going to be 425-373-5527 you can watch all of these shows on 1150 a.m kknw their youtube channel um but really think about what you can do to change yourself 
and we'll talk to you next week. This is Tracy Harrell with It's Bigger Than Me.